So last week, we spent some time working out what might be holding us back from developing a, and maintaining a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. So today, as an introduction to our time of just hanging in God's presence, I want us to consider how we can effectively bring meaningful change into our lives. So this morning might seem a bit of a uh, how-to approach. I, I've got a, a few props that I'm going to use and a, a, a little uh, um, a clip that I'm going to show you to sort of illustrate some of my points. Um, and so the idea is for us to do a bit more thinking as while we're soaking this morning in how we can actually take positive action in our lives, not just on a Sunday, but every day of the week to develop our relationship with God. And so I want to play a short clip to you right now to illustrate my point here. It's a scene from the original Karate Kid movie. Has, any, has anybody seen the original with daniel Sun and Mr. Miyagi? Uh, and this is the scene where Mr. Miyagi has agreed to train Daniel in the fine art of karate. But all Daniel can see at this moment is that he has become Mr. Miyagi's slave. Because all he's done so far is sand the floor, wax the car, paint the fence and paint the house. And this is the scene where Mr. Miyagi enlightens him as to its true purpose. So let's look at the screen. How did you do that? Shut up! Stand the floor. Stand up. Show me sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Big sucker. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look at my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off. Wax on, wax off. Show me penta fence, up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side, look eye. Always look eye. Show me penta house, side, side. Lock wrist, side, side. Side, side. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! 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 Show me paint the fence. Yes! 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 Show me side to side. Yes! 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 Show me sand of floor. Always look eye. Come back tomorrow. 
But the question I want to ask you is, what, what is Mr. Miyagi's plan here? He knows that when it comes to a fight, you don't have the luxury of thinking about how to defend yourself. It needs to be automatic. And believe me, when it comes to spiritual discipline, we are in a fight. And so to develop that automatic response, we need to train our bodies to react without thinking so that it becomes a habit. And Paul actually talks about this in Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and the first part of verse 27, he says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Now, this is not news to most of us. We recognize the need for good spiritual habits in our lives, but most of us just struggle to implement them. So this morning, I want to share a few ideas that may help us with this problem. I have a couple of A words that are important for us to come to grips with here. The first one is adjuvant. Now, that's not the army term. This is actually from the Latin adjuvere, meaning to help. So it probably is the army term as well. And, but in, in science, an adjuvant is an immunological agent that improves the body's immune response to an antigen, but is totally unrelated to the antigen. So it's a helper. Now, did you notice in the film click, Mr. Miyagi achieved his goal by giving Daniel tasks totally unrelated to the actual goal? Now, in terms of realistic training when it comes to karate, I'm not sure that's a good long-term strategy. It was a movie after all. But for us as Christians trying to live busy lives while developing a spiritual relationship with God, this principle is gold. Now, the second word is adjunct, which is something which is joined or added to another thing but is not essentially a part of it. And... And to illustrate that, we tend to think of our lives day-to-day -day as a stack of blocks. We stack our activities on top of one another, and if there are too many blocks, our lives get weighed down, and if we try to insert activities into the tower of blocks, it can become unstable. We can try and insert prayer, worship, reading the word into that stack, but it becomes too much, and we end up either doing nothing or our world becomes unstable. It's like I happen to have some blocks here with me. I hope my grandkids aren't watching because they'll complain because they're theirs. But our, our life consists of, let, let's, what, what do people do when they first get up? First thing you do, what? Shower? Um, shower? Okay, breakfast. Okay, some people breakfast is only a little block. Uh, then drive to work. Sometimes that can be a really long one. Then lunch. What else do we do? Go to the toilet. That can be a small block. Um, then perhaps we have to pick up the kids from school or childcare, cook dinner, watch some really good TV. Has to be a short one, there is no good TV. Um, and then what happens is that as we develop in our relationship with God, somebody up the front says, well, you need to pray more. You need to read the word more. You need to be worshipping during the day. And we think, ha, oh, no worries. I'll just do that as well. And so our world comes crashing down because we've actually tried to fit too much in. And so we either give up on prayer and reading the word and worship, or we put it into our lives and give up other stuff and resent it. 
Now, if you've got this stuff stacked in your life perfectly, don't ignore everything I'm saying. If you've got that worked out, then, then you don't have to worry about that. And, and that's, if, if you've managed to do that, and I'm not being facetious here, that, that, that is great. But there are a lot of people who struggle to do that in their busy lives. And so I want us to use these two words that I've introduced to shift our view from the idea of building blocks in our life and, and sort of squeezing in stuff to the idea that we can actually use what we're already doing as an adjuvant or an adjunct to what we know we need to do for spiritual discipline. If we think about it differently, what are, what are some of the things you do on a daily basis that you do every day that you probably don't have to think a lot about? Brush your teeth, drive to work, shower, what, what else? Breathe, uh, yeah, perhaps a little more specific. The dishes is a good one. Anybody exercise? You go to the gym or, or uh, you know, a bit of, or yeah, running, walking, all, all of those things um, that we do that we don't actually need to put a lot of thought into because we know how to do them. Most of us have been walking from a fairly early age and it's, it's reasonably automatic. And so we have habits in our day where we can add an activity because the, the adjunct or the adjuvant activity that we do, we don't have to think about. And so perhaps if we thought about the idea of weaving these patterns into our lives to form part of our lives without actually changing what we do, we would have more success. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So if we take what we're doing in life and weave spiritual discipline into that, who knows that you can pray in the shower. You can even read the word of God in the shower. Because you don't actually have to read it on the page. There are Bible apps that you could put next to the shower and listen to the word of God. You can listen to worship when you do it. Some, of it. some of you, I know, could do all three in the time that it takes you to have a shower. I mean, I find that God speaks to me in the shower. I, I use the, my shower as a time where I, I just let God speak to me. So my showers vary in length considerably. Sometimes God doesn't have a lot to say, and sometimes I increase the water bill incredibly. Um, you can listen to worship, you can pray, and you can uh, read the Word of God while you exercise, while you work. Uh, phones these days, uh, I don't know why they call them phones, because you can make phone calls on them, but you could, there are Bible apps, there's uh, Dwell, anybody heard of the Dwell Bible app that, that reads things out to you? YouVersion, the, the YouVersion Bible, they have daily prayer devotions that you can either read or listen to on there. Uh, the Bible Project's put out their um, Read Scripture app on the phone, which also has, has Bible plans. There are numerous ways that we can incorporate what we need to do as a spiritual discipline into what we're already doing. Dr driving to work. Who drives to work? The car, most, of the, most days, and if it doesn't, you've got your phone. Uh, you, can, you can play worship music. You can worship. You can make people wonder what the heck you are doing in traffic. By worshipping, keep your hands on the wheel. As you drive along, 
You can sing at the top of your voice. If you're good, wind the windows down. If you're like me, keep them tightly buttoned. But we can actually use what is in our life and as an adjunct to increasing our spiritual life and our spiritual discipline. They're just a few examples. There, is, there are lots of different things. I mean, we talked last week about, about how our connection with each other is important as well. You, you can ring people while you're exercising. Well, perhaps not in the gym. That could be a bit embarrassing. But if you're walking or running uh, and, and you're fit, if you're running and you're not fit, you probably won't get much conversation going. But there are ways that we can weave what we need to do for God, what God calls us to do into what we're already doing. There are other things I haven't mentioned. Uh, Journaling is one thing. Some people are really good at that and they can incorporate journaling in a a spiritual sense into that. What you need to do is use your imagination. If you're struggling with bringing a spiritual aspect to your life because you're too busy, use the busyness as an adjunct to what you need to do. Is this helping anyone? Because it certainly helped me. I grew up with this idea that you had to actually read the Bible for it to be real. That listening to the Bible was, was sort of fake until somebody pointed out that the original way that people read the Bible was that it was read out to them in large groups like this because not everybody had one. The uh, New King James wasn't in print back then apparently. Um, But we need to actually braid and weave our connection with God into our life. Because God cares about our life. Um, Funnily enough, in terms of of rope or or weaving things in, the British Navy was so well regarded for their rope that they suffered from a substantial theft of cables, ropes and string of all types and sizes due to its superior construction. And so to combat this, they wove a scarlet thread through the centre of all their ropes as an identifier so that they could catch the thieves (laughs) red-handed. Somebody got it. (laughs) We actually have somebody here who served in the Royal Navy. Free cup of coffee to anybody who finds out who that is. But the thing is, it set their rope apart from all the rest. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about a triple-braided cord which ties in with how our lives gain the greatest strength as each one of us partners with other believers, the second strand, and with Jesus Christ, the third strand. Most people live as a single-stranded cord. Some live as a double-stranded cord. But only those people who have taken the step of inviting Jesus to be that third strand in their life can claim to live life with that certainty of a triple-braided cord. 